It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures every Friday. We create content for Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, a local board game store in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They just launched their web store, so check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Friday Night Games Last Game Standing. Woo! So starting with five games chosen by five amazing content creators, one game will be voted off each week until there is only one game left standing. On the last show, Matt and I introduced all the role, all the rules. We talked about how Matt's grand plan completely failed. And most of all, we introduced all the games and the fantastic creators along with it. Yeah, so joining us today on today's show, and they're going to help us vote off a game, we are joined by Melissa and Justin of Room 51. Welcome! Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for agreeing to this. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. You probably didn't realize. You're welcome. You probably didn't realize it was going to be 30 hours worth of content you had to create for me, right? No, it's funny. I, we got the message. I showed it to Justin. I was like, I don't know what we signed up for, but here we are. You <laughs> <laughs> just went with it. Well, Sweet. we'll have to send everybody like a thank you of some sort. Yes, we we'll definitely, we definitely will. All right, so today they're going to help us vote off a game. So the games that are left, or actually no game has been voted off yet, but the games we have are Fort, elected by Girl Meets Nerd, Merv, elected by Bridge City Gamers, Aeon's End Outcasts, elected by Dyson Dragons, The Castles of Tuscany, elected by us, Friday Night Games, and Rallyman GT, elected by Melissa and Justin of Room 51. So tell us where everyone can find you. So we are on Twitch at Room 51 Live, where we stream all things board gaming. We stream every Wednesday at 9. We are also on YouTube at Room 51. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at This Is Room 51. Awesome. Definitely check out their Twitch stream, where you can see... Actually, I'm I'm usually there. I wasn't there yeah. last night. I'm sorry. Don't don't uh, hate me. Uh, no, I won't mean... hold it against you. No, yeah, don't hold it against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was busy. I was actually writing the script last night. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been on Twitch. I think the last thing I watched on Twitch was your like 12 hour, 11 hour stream you guys oh, okay. did. Cool. Like, yeah. It was like the last okay. thing I. Thank you. Oh, you that was a bit of that. Yeah. yeah, that was. Was that? It was like May. Was that Mother's Day weekend? On Mother's Day weekend, I think it was in May or late April or something like oh, that. Oh no, Mother's Day weekend, yeah. you had the tea party, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we had we the tea party. party. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then yes, it was. It was April. It was April. That's when. The yeah. Last yeah, yeah, it was there April. Yeah, that was the last time I've been on the internet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good on you, man. I yeah. wish. I wish. <laughs> Same. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Me too. Okay, so just so everyone knows, I actually met Melissa at a convention for 15 seconds, and that's yes. how we became content creator friends. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Are you two planning on going to any conventions this year, or have you thought about it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've been waiting for yeah. it. Yeah. It does seem like PAX Unplugged might actually be happening. That's the mm-hmm. only board gaming convention we've been to ever. Right. 
and we really enjoy it, so we're planning to go to that. Yeah. It's a fantastic one. I, I really hope it happens. Hope that we can go to it for sure. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it because it, it's so centered around just playing games. Exactly. But then there's also like you could buy stuff and whatever, and there's events yeah. going on, which is cool. I like that. And this isn't quite board game related, but New York Comic Con might Ooh, be happening. Nice. And I am looking to go to there at least for one day. That oh, would be cool. I love going yeah. there. That is awesome. Yeah, I like Comic Cons are like a real fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. There's a there's a big yeah. one in Toronto oh. by us called Fan Expo, oh. which I assume is probably your New York Comic Con is probably a grander scale, but probably similar events yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. And the board yeah. game scene has been growing at New York Comic Con. I've noticed that over the years. You know, I think board games are a fantastic yeah. convention thing because you could yeah. go there, yeah. you could play the game, and then you don't have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it sucks, you just leave, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it's such an active experience. You know, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I was very sad about this entire year because I know we had a bunch of conventions planned that just got canceled. Right. And we still don't know if the American and Canadian border is going to open anytime soon. I know they're, they're talking about it, but it all hinders on vaccination rates. And unfortunately, Canada is only 6% fully vaccinated. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's a long way to go. There's talk of it. And I think it could be open for PAX Unplugged, but I'm yeah. not going to, I don't want to get ahead of myself and say that I'll be there. But I that's the one. I'm kind of targeting because I think that's the only one yeah. I'm going to be able to go to, to yeah. be honest. Right. Got it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. one I, I'm hoping for. I am supposed to go to Dice Tower East. Nice. Uh, that one keeps getting canceled, unfortunately, but that <laughs> hopefully will happen in 2022. Nice. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad, too. I mean, uh, if you think about it, like a lot of these companies make all their money off the conventions. So yeah. it's they kind of exactly. they kind of need it. Right. Like like Dice yeah. Tower is a good content creator network. But I'm sure they make all their money at these conventions, and mm -hmm. you know, like if they need to, if they want to keep producing content, they probably have to keep mm -hmm. it going. So you feel yeah, really bad for them. It's been really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's been super tough getting through with that. Well, cool. Well, hopefully the border opens up, and hopefully I'll see you at PAX Unplugged because I really yeah. love Philly. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll go. Yeah, Philly's awesome. cool. Maybe we Philly can cool. uh, see each other for more than 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit shy. I was a little bit shy. I think you were too. We're both. It's kind of starting. Yeah, we're both. This. Yeah, we're we're both introverts. So it's yeah. like, oh yeah, here's my card. Okay, great. And I just like pocketed it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I'm like, I'm like, sweet. I'll look at this later, like in a week when I pull out all the things again, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's funny because me and you, Melissa, we're, we say we're the introverts, but we do a lot of the talking. I think. <laughs> it's but yeah, I think yes. I don't know something about content creation. It brings up the inner extroverts in us. Yeah, interesting. Helps us. <laughs> All right, moving on to another funny note. So, what'd you uh, what'd you all think of my hipster list? You can all lay it on me right now. Uh, my uh, sorry, my hipster list of board games for the last board game standing. <laughs> Tell me what you really think. I, I loved it. I oh, had no you. problems with it. I loved the idea of it. I'll be totally honest. A lot of those games I did not play, um, and that was it. Made it so easy for me. Where it was like, oh, Rally Man GT is almost <laughs> <heavy> yes. <laughs> It made it so easy for me. So I personally loved it. Uh, I love thinking of it as a hipster list because I think that if board games blew up and just everybody was talking big about board games and stuff. And I got someone that I know like, oh, you, you got into board gaming after it was cool. And then they're talking to me like they know more about board gaming. I could see that <laughs> in hipstery on them and be like, oh, I was into board gaming before it was cool. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. there when Scythe came out. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I really, I liked the idea a lot because it reminded me of like, I felt like just that. I was like, oh, so this is like the best of the rest kind of thing. Yeah. For racing. But so I liked the idea and I was like, dang it, we should have come up with that. But at the same time, we had played like none of these games. I, I yeah. think out of the entire list, I played like two of them. Yeah. So it, it was it made it a pretty easy decision. I started looking at like board game geek and everything. I was like, oh, maybe we could just like throw this in and you know break the rules or something. But you, you totally could have. You totally could have because that's yeah. those are the yeah. total issues I had with other people where they're like, I haven't played any game, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, just, just give me a game then. Just someone give me a game. Well, it's funny because like we, I haven't seen Matt. That's the first time I've seen Matt in person since like beginning of April uh, today. Wow. Essentially, further, further, further than that, March. maybe May, March. Yeah, and we've been play- We we've played all the games, but we've played them on like tabletop simulator mm-hmm. or tabletopia. So I haven't had like the I haven't had that tangible experience playing any of these games. And Matt owns, I think, at least most of them. I own four of the five. Yeah, four out of the five. Yeah. So wow. Okay. That's my experience. Like wow. I've played everything, but digitally. I played it all solo. Yeah. yeah. So like I I know what everything mm. is like and how it can play. And actually, when I when I made that list, I was I was actually thinking of you too. When I put Rallyman GT on there, I'm like, yeah. I know they're gonna choose this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, funny because we haven't played it physically. We've only yeah. played it digitally. There's only one game on this list that we've played physically. Oh, which one? Yeah. Fort. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty and popular didn't one. Did we play that after we got the list, or am I wrong about that? I might be making that up because I, I think it happened after the marathon the list, so we had to have played it. Yeah, I think we right. played it before. I'm then. wrong. My bad. Just I do really like fourth though. I oh, is that a spoiler? Was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like anything official here. I mean, uh, we're just we're just this is war. Yeah, we can't war. like the other game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can, you man. can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm almost ready to vote my own game off, to be honest with you. Fort sucks. <laughs> oh man! And on the, I guess on that note, was there any really top game of 2020 that was, it was either released or was there a game that either of you played in 2020 that you think would have been the best game of 2020? So either released in 2020 or you played it in 2020. It could be from a prior year. I have two in mind. Yeah, go for it. I have a feeling what Justin's is going to be. Right. Is it one of yours as well? Yes. Uh, okay. So, it's Abby Dune Imperium. Uh, I love yeah. you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. mine. Dune Imperium would be mine yeah, as well. Yeah. Dune Imperium's awesome. Dune Imperium <clears throat> is so good. That one, I, I thought I'd like it. And then I was surprised by just how much i like yeah. like even though justin owns it i want to buy a copy for myself because i love it that much yeah um, melissa that's exactly how i feel it that's yeah. like that's exactly how i feel too like john owns it and i actually want to buy a copy so i could play solo and that's why i bought arnak for that reason yeah, i actually would have given you arnak though yeah, okay well <laughs> i'm not giving you my dune so i know <laughs> they're actually coming out with a new dune game and i'm like pretty jazzed about it as well they're coming out with a new one yeah dune house secrets and it's kind of I based based off the detective modern crime board game oh oh yeah i'm I'm very interested in that one yeah i, I feel like i'm just gonna buy it like <laughs> <laughs> sorry wh- what was the other game yeah yeah my other game is sleeping gods Oh, nice. I feel like I've just scratched the surface of that game, and I think that there's a whole lot more to offer, and I cannot wait to really dive deeper into that game. So I'm going to stick with Dune Imperium as my favorite right now because I feel like I haven't experienced enough of Sleeping Gods to to say that it's my favorite of this year yet. Makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like that game also came out kind of 
around January of 2021, for at least for us. Yeah, that's true. It was supposed to come out in 2020. It's tough. What about you, Justin? I'm guessing Dune Imperium is your top. Dune Imperium's got to be number one. Of one game, though, that I did just get because it's out of print, and I was able to get it for 50 bucks. Oh. And this game is sweet. Yeah. Is Pitchcar. What? I was able to. I sna- Pitchcar? Do you know that one? No. What? Oh, what? <laughs> what is Pitchcar? Uh, Pitchcar. Pitchcar is everything you want in the game. It has everything. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Oh. No, Pitchcar is this silly dexterity game where you get to, like, build a track and then you have to, like, flick these discs around the track and you're trying to win a race with, yeah. against your opponent. And it's. Tom Bassel gives it a ton of love. But it's out of print and it's hard to get. And I was able to find someone here in New York City selling it for 50 bucks. So I immediately said, heck yes. I was able to meet them to get it so I didn't have to pay for shipping. Nice. So I just took a trip into the city to pick it up. 50 bucks. Totally worth it. And that one, I mean, that's an eventual top 50 game for sure for me. That that was a ton of fun playing with Melissa. It's going to be a great one at like parties and stuff. Yeah, because it goes up to eight people. Just Ooh. leave it on the table. Like, yeah, it looks make cool. ridiculous stuff. Yeah, it looks cool. Like, it's awesome. So for yeah. fi- so for fifty dollars, what shady back alley did you have to meet this person in? <laughs> oh, it was insane. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was crazy. I had to meet him. Yeah, to search me, see if I was wearing a wire or anything. And like, <laughs> He's like, "What content creation company do you work for?" <laughs> You're like none of them, none of them. Just give me the game. This game looks pretty interesting, and uh, yeah, now, now it, I want it. <laughs> yeah, that was my problem forever. I, I convinced <laughs> I, myself I won't ever have it. I that same thing for me. I had wanted it for such a long time since, like, pretty much when I started getting into the hobby, which was like ten years ago. But yeah. it's been out of print forever. Wow. So when he was able to get fifty bucks, I was like, hi. Yeah, <laughs> and what's great is too is like if I see it again for a really good deal and I send it to Melissa, if she gets it, it's not as simple as oh we now own the exact same game. Like no, we can combine our track pieces and make a larger, more interesting track. Oh, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and so there's tons sweet. of expansions for like loops and everything. Oh yeah, cool. oh. John, John's yeah. buying it right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any money. $20. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he has to beat someone in the Detroit back alley. We may never see him again. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Detroit on the tip of scale between Windsor and Detroit. I think I think uh, Windsor will will tip that scale in shadiness at this point. But, oh. uh, okay. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, you did work downtown. So. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Are we ready to vote a vote a game off? All right. Fine. I just want to hang out with my friends, and you want to get down to work. Let's do <laughs> it. Hey, Moses said it's war. Let's, let's, let's... All right. It's war, baby. <laughs> it's down. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the games that are left are Fort, elected by Girl Meets Nerd, Merv, elected by Bridge City Board Gamers, Aeons and Outcast, elected by Dice and Dragons, The Castles of Tuscany, elected by Friday Night Games, and Rallyman GT, elected by Room 51. All right. So the question of today's episode that we're going to discuss is. Why you chose this game, in brackets, feel free to make fun of Matt. <laughs> what about this game was so appealing to you? And try to describe that in your board game taste. Okay, so let's give a listen to everybody's answers. 
I'm Jason. I'm Julie, and together we're Dyson Dragons. So why did we choose Aeon's End Outcast, Julie? Aeon's End just has a theme that I I love. I mean, I love the idea of magic, and, and I love a cooperative game. Everybody who watches our channel regularly will know that I love co-op games. I do not enjoy as much... I was going to say, I do not enjoy it at all, but that's not true. I much prefer cooperative games, and this is one of the best cooperative games, I think. But slowly but surely, there are a few competitive games that she enjoys as much as cooperative games. Not as much. I just... Wingspan, you had that on the table, like, all the time. And you had a blast with Red Rising. In any case, we're talking about Aeon's End. Let's, let's keep it on track here. You're the one who took it off track. Yeah. So... Also, by the way... This is a post-apocalyptic game, and she says she doesn't like post-apocalyptic stuff, but she watches a lot of it, so I don't know. This is more fantasy to me than anything. I mean, you're talking about mages or casting spells to defeat big, I don't even want to know, end of the world. Nemesis. Nemesis. There's no other word for it. I mean, for for me, what I like is the most about this game. Well, I like the way the cards come. I mean, we talked about it a little bit in episode one. I like how when you're playing the games and you don't shuffle, you know what order things are coming. So you can plan a little bit what's coming. But what I like the most is that we're playing mages that get to power up. They get stronger and stronger and you're casting spells and we're working together to defeat this this bad guy. And to me, that's just, it's all of the things I like most about games. And I have to say this, this game probably knocked off our regular deck builder that we would play, which was Legendary. Now we've been so busy on the channel that neither Aeon's End or Legendary have at the table in a while. But we would take Legendary out regularly and a few times I told Julie, I'm like, do you want to just play Aeon's End instead? And there wasn't too much of a, an argument. She's like, yeah, well, you know what? Let's, let's take that one out. And they're just as easy to set up. And the game is, there's a lot more depth to Aeon's End. And I just love the strategy. The fact that you do not shuffle your cards and the way that you play your cards and they go into the discard pile is part of strategy is something that I absolutely love about the game because you might want to hang on to a spell a little longer so that maybe it lines up with the card that will power it up or if it's a weak spell maybe you're trying to trash it to get it out of your deck so you have to take all of those different aspects into consideration and I have to say that deck building is probably one of the mechanics that you enjoy the most, Julie, and a lot of the competitive games that we play as well also have a deck building element, the ones that we'll see at the table uh, more than a few times. Well, I mean, you talked about Legendary. It's also another deck builder, you know, like, so, so we like cooperative games. I think one of the reasons why you prefer this one is you also like story-driven cooperative games, and this one has a lot of story behind it. Another thing that's great about this game, I find, is that... It's the randomness mitigation that I like more in Aeon's End. Yeah. There's also the fact in this that there is a lot of strategy in the game. You can't just play the cards as they come up and just play them blindly. You have to think about what you're playing. There are times where you you have to ignore the, the nemesis because you have to get rid of, you know, the, the smaller cards because they're going to hurt you more. Yeah, and the other times power you, ones are really nasty too. Yeah, like, and then other times it's the opposite. You have to ignore those little cards that are going to hurt. They're going to hurt you. They're going to damage you, but you have to attack the nemesis because something... So you, you have to make those informed decisions. You know, and that's part of the fun of the game is, is you can't just play it blindly. You really do have to have some strategy behind it. Oh. 
co-ops, deck builders, and increasing our power level is stuff that we love here on Dice and Dragons, and that's why we pick Aeons and Outcast. And actually, we might have picked some different games, but as this list is not, well, supposed to not be trendy, I think two of the games that may have made this list that are actually competitive games and some of our favorites, which are also both deck builders, hint, hint, we like deck building, were excluded from the list. I mean, I get it. You, A lot of people will probably pick those games. We're talking about Arnak and Dune Imperium, two of the best games from 2020. But also looking at the list, there's a couple of other games and I think their official release was 2019, but I know that we got it in our hands in 2020. So I would have liked to have maybe seen like Tainted Grail on the list or Cthulhu Death May Die, but those both came out like late in 2019. Otherwise, oh, I would have so loved to talk Cthulhu Death May Die, but Aeons and Outcast is great. We love the system. We own everything for this game, including the promo packs. I've hunted it all down. And we are getting the upcoming game, Legacy of Grey of Hold, which should be coming in a few months. And that, Julie, goes back to Legacy. So it's campaign and Legacy elements. But the cool part is you're supposed to be able to reset it. And there's two tracks for the campaign, so we can literally play it twice. Yeah, you can tell how excited he is. This boy's very excited. We just went I love him, I think. Hey. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. We've described what we like about Aeons and Outcast. That ends our segment here for the episode two, and we're out of here. Hey there, my name is Megan. And I'm Tristan. And we're the co-hosts of the Girl Meets Nerd podcast. And we're here to nominate Fort of Leader Games as the last board game standing. So what makes this game our favorite game of 2020? When this board game was being launched. You were obsessed with it. I was obsessed. For two main reasons. Number one, it has a super cute theme. And number two, it is great for playing with two players. Absolutely. I love the art in this game. I'm completely obsessed with with anything that Leader Games produces because the artist that they use, Kyle Farron, he's just amazing and he makes the cutest stuff. So I was really, really in love with the game even before it launched. But I also really liked it because it's perfect to play with two to four players. We've played it quite a few times and it plays equally well in both situations. It's obviously a bit different, but with two players, it really does work very well. And, you know, not being able to see our friends during the pandemic, it made it the perfect game to play. So I think this was just a great game and we got to play it really often. Yeah, we did. And... One thing that I loved as we started to learn the game was that it was not easy to win. Oh my gosh, no. It wasn't one of those games where one person became better at it than the other and then just dominated each and every game. All of our games came down to the wire. It was tough to win. There was janky things that happened during the game. And you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. But it was still a fun time. So it kind of had a lot to do. And on that note... Even though this game was hard to win, for me, it was very simple to learn. Like the actual actions that you took each turn, it wasn't like I was reading the rules every time. And because I hate reading rules, this was really great. The rule book was small. It was simple. It was easy to teach to other people when we did get to play with a couple others. So I really like that aspect. Easy to learn, hard to win. That's all fine and good to say that we love it. But what are the types of games that we like to play? In general, I like a good strategy game, one with a really strong theme, and that definitely came through in this game. 
I also, I, as I mentioned, like games that are pretty easy to play. They're not overwhelming, but they're that they're still competitive. Yeah, not so complex that it becomes frustrating to just try and play. We also love asymmetric games. Oh, yeah. Which is something that we learned actually from leader games where each of the players have different types of abilities. Mm-hmm. In Fort, this isn't so much the case, but everybody plays different characters, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. You have kind of the same win conditions, which is one of the aspects of a symmetrical game. But in this game, you basically get to play as different kids who each have different unique abilities, Mm -hmm. which makes it difficult not only to predict how other players will play, but also to figure out what your strategy is going to be. Yes. And on that note, we like games that have interesting gameplay mechanics, Mm -hmm. things that are different. Things that make you go, oh my gosh, how am I going to use this? How is my opponent going to use this? What the heck is this? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And most importantly, games that are not too long. Yes. Fort plays... Uh, Let me check the box. Fort says that it plays in... 45 minutes? 20 to 40 minutes. But I would say, depending on the game, we usually played at least 45 minutes. Now, that could have been we usually were either teaching somebody new or, you know, we were getting really competitive. But yeah, 20 to 40 minutes. You don't want anything really over an hour, in my opinion. But that's just me. (laughs) You love long games. (laughs) So yeah, overall, Fort was just totally the best game of 2020 in our opinion it was also really small and compact so we could bring it with us that's always kind of a problem is bringing these big huge games with us whether we're going on like a camping trip or going to see a couple friends that are allotted for us it was great to be able to bring it with us and that is why we chose fort to be our last game standing for 2020. hey there we're back This is Norm from Cardboard Conjecture. I'm Ryan from Cardboard Conjecture. And we're going on to question two, or segment two, of the unsung heroes of 2020. So I'll spit the question out, and then we can both kind of bounce back and forth on it. So we're talking about Merv, Heart of the Silk Road. Why did we pick this game to talk about, Ryan? Mainly it was the only one that we could agree upon that we both (laughs) played. (laughs) Much, But there's much more to that. Because Osprey Games has always been a game... publishing company that you've put on my radar that they seem to put out very they don't put out a lot but what they do put out is quality yeah and this game fits that mold absolutely beautiful beautifully i saw that there's this beautiful colorful artwork you know tool you know tool artwork on this game and yeah. it's got it and it's just spewing euro goodness and i'm a sucker for a really good crunchy euro yeah so that's why i wanted to choose this game well, and, and same thing for me is I love my Euros. I love the puzzle solving. I love seeing, and I keep using this word, these synergistic connections that may occur to some people, may not occur to some people, but I love that ability to feel, to feel clever in solving a puzzle. And, and that's what I get out of this game and, a lot. And, and this game delivers those delicious decisions on a turn-by-turn basis. The first few turns are going to go by really quite quickly because you're kind of setting up. Yeah, It's not an engine-building game, but you kind of want to set up some future plays, some, some future combos. Yeah. And like that, and then so it's the second and third years, the, the second and third trips around the board where you're trying to really try to build off those things that you built in. Yeah. 
also you're also trying to deprive the other players of possibly getting the maximum <laughs> most about their like if i see norm's got two buildings in a particular row and if you're I first want, yeah i don't want him to activate those two buildings and a third building at the same time he's going to get lots of resources yeah and, when, and in this game if you have lots of resources you can do lots of things oh yeah it's a euro so the, we're dealing with a lot of cubes <laughs> But yeah, speaking of that, in the previous segment, I referred to it as a matrix of action programming because you're going each year, you're going on each side of the board, which means that there's four seasons or four segments to that year. And the town inside is a rank and file grid pattern where if you're coming from the top, you're looking down and there's, there's five buildings that in that strip of five buildings, each one of those buildings has the potential to be connected to one of the five areas of Merv, the mosque, the palace, the caravan, the caravan. What's the camel thing again? I keep getting that one oh, wrong. The, the, car- the, car- that's the, car- the caravansary. The caravansary. Yeah. So in, in that matrix, which is random every game when you pull and when you, when you lay the tiles out that you're trying to look at from a Euro point of view, you're trying to look at what's going to be my angle and how can I manipulate each choice to my advantage? As Ryan was saying, do I actually go into this, the column or row that you need, or do I just kind of go, I'm going to try and play this a lot more efficiently than my other player. Right. So Yeah. yeah, that's what, that's what's so appealing about this game is that your decisions are uh, sorry. The actions you're going to take are very simple, but there's, a ton of depth behind them. Yeah. There's so much things that you need to think about. You need the to think about what the, what the other players are doing. Yeah. You, you got to choose a strategy. I would say hopefully fairly on in the early on in the game so that you can try to maximize what your potential. And there's so many different ways of go about scoring the point. Yeah. I like the multiple avenues that you can, you did one strategy. I did a completely different strategy we came within like five points of each other in yeah. a two-player game. Like that's balance. And I think I think what's really unique about this game is that you can pivot pretty quick. If someone presents you with an obstacle, you can easily find second choice, third choice, fourth choice, right? There's mm. always options. You're never stranded with, with, with wasting a turn. I've never felt yeah. that I was ever stranded with a wasted turn. Yeah. yeah. And then this really fits what kind of games we like to play. Yeah. We love crunchy, well thought out Euro type of games. Points can be scored left, right, and center. Lots of things to think about on your turn. This game de- delivers it in spades. Like I like games like I, I like five tribes. Mm-hmm. This game, yeah, very five tribes. It's not, there's nowhere near like five tribes, but it gives me that sense of like, hey, I got a plan out. I've got, a, got some yeah. things. That- in the back of my mind that I want to do. And it comes down to that variable setup of the, of the city of Merv itself. The, the, uh, the tiles, the I think puzzle. the 25 the tiles. You have to solve. Yeah. Cause it can come out. And before I'm starting to learn that before I start the game, I'm looking at where all of these, you know, the patterns or, or how it's configured, configured and trying to quickly do that whole beautiful mind thing and calculate, yeah. okay, what, what, where's, where's my path? What's the, yeah, you know, like, like in one certain direction are all five tiles, like in a row. Yeah. Like that's bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad if that happens. Yeah. But. So I think, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad that I did the research and I, 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 
well, I mean, you stumbled on this game too, but again, with the taste that we have with Euros, it wasn't, it wasn't going to take long for us to have this game on the table in front of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So that's, yeah, another reason why I like Merv, yeah. part of the Silk Road. What's up, everyone? I'm just Maytac here with my sister, Melissa Matat. Hey, hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, and where we talk all things board gaming. And so we're going to talk a little bit about why we chose Rallyman GT for this episode, or for the series of episodes. So, Melissa, do you want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it. So, awesome. Rallyman GT, I think, is one of the better games to have come out in 2020 because... It, it does. So there, there's plenty of racing games, right? But not a whole lot of them, you know, feel like that racer style game. That's also not clunky, if that makes sense. Right. There, there's some racing games out there that feel a little bit clunky, although Flam Rouge is one of the better ones, too. That's a that's a really good one. We just play that. But anyway, Rallyman GT, it has that push your luck mechanism. And for anybody who knows me and Justin, right, who watches Room 51, you know, we love the push your luck mechanism. And I think that that really shines through in this racing game. And I think that I like a racing game to do that. Yeah. All right. I, I totally agree with that. One of the those initial points that you made is a huge reason why I love Riley Man GT, because I'm a, I'm a big racing fan. So I also then really love racing games and I love it when they show things that exist in real world racing through the mechanics or mechanisms, I should say. Uh, and a lot of these games, you know, specifically I'm thinking of championship formula racing. <laughs> they're, they're very clunky. And the problem with that is it makes it less approachable, especially mm-hmm. for people that don't like racing so much. So this is one that I love because it's super approachable by other people. The rules are much more streamlined while still staying true to these themes within racing, you know, the different racing lines, how you're taking and approaching a corner and whatnot. Yes. And, I guess also a big reason why I do love the game is aside from just the push your luck is also the strategy of what gears you're going to be going Mm -hmm. into and deciding to end your turn on and how that's going to play out in your favor or not in your favor, you know? Yeah. So all that kind of stuff really just creates this very fun game for me. Yeah. And it's a dice chucker. I love dice. Yeah, that's true. It's a nice dice chucker that has a lot of mitigation. And with the push your luck style, you really get to decide like, okay, am I going to push my luck here? Or am I just going to decide like, no, I still want to go this far, but not push my luck as much with it. You know, and you really get to play around with when you're going to push your luck and whatnot. There's a lot of depth there. Yeah, absolutely. The the strategy is great, and that is also why I lose a lot. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode. All right, so I, I think we should explain the rules of the voting. The guests who are on the show get their own individual vote on the show, but if they're not on the show, the group gets only one vote. So I, I think that's really cool. I think that balances out some of the voting a little bit. And it's neat so that the content creator groups can argue over which <laughs> which games to vote off. I also think and it's I a think... cool thing. Just if you're on the show, you get separate votes. Yeah. That way we can watch everyone fight with each other. So <laughs> it's war, right, Melissa? It's war. It's, it's war. <laughs> All right. So everyone have their vote ready. We're going to reveal it one by one. We're all good? Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, wait, do I, I need to write vote. this down? I'm done. Uh, you could write it down, sure. 
I already know. If you, if you know, you could just say it. You don't have to write it. Oh, okay. Because you said reveal. I was like, oh, God. I'm, I'm not recording anything. So, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm not recording video. So, no one's going to see if you wrote down. <laughs> Are you recording there? I, no, I am recording here. <laughs> I'm recording in front of me. Okay. So, who wants to go first, I guess? Let's have our guests go first. Okay. So, Justin and Melissa, one of you can gladly reveal what game you're voting off. Justin, you got it. All right. It was a tough one for me. I was I was in between two, but I was like, you know what? I'm on Friday Night Game Show, so I'd choose the game. <laughs> 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 of Destiny. Nice, nice. Why, why, why do you, why do you, why are you hating on our game? I like this fight. I, re- <laughs> I really like Steppenfeld, and I don't have Castles of Destiny yet. So like you guys talked about it. I delighted it so much today. Um, I am a little jealous of like, oh man, I really want to try this game. But I actually decided to vote it off specifically because I I wasn't enticed by the games like advertising and how it sounded and everything, how it looked, like the playthroughs I've seen and stuff never really grabbed me. And I guess for me, that was kind of surprising since I'm looking at my shelf and I have three Steffenfelds next to each other. I love all three of them. It's like, why don't I have Tassels of Tustiny? So I was, I decided, like, yeah, choose a Tassels of Tustiny. What Steffenfeld games do you have on your shelf right now? So Tassels of Burgundy. Right. Carpe Diem. Nice. And Notre Dame. Nice. Okay. So Castles of Tuscany is such like, it's like a streamlined version of Burgundy. I think it's like way easier to play because I, I have Burgundy and we and we actually played Tuscany after and I'm like, wow, this is such an easy, like, this is what Burgundy I wish was like when I played it. Really? Yeah. It's that, okay. That that hurts me because I also got the upgraded baddies for Burgundy and oh. I haven't like, played with it yet. Oh man. Burgundy is fun though, especially if you have a group who's dedicated. Knows how to yeah, play, I right? love Burgundy. Yeah. I, I honestly, I have a feeling that if I play Tassels of Tustiny, I would not be saying Tassels of Tustiny right now. My <laughs> my second game, by the way, just for fun, was Ions and Outcast. Is that what the full yeah. name of it? Is? Yes. Yep. I, I wasn't feeling the argument from the uh, the okay. people talking about it. Dice and Dragons. Not that I, I, I wasn't convinced that they really loved it. You know, it sounded like they really wished that they could have picked another game. And I wasn't <laughs> on that. But. <laughs> Well, that's the game they chose. That wasn't even on the list. <laughs> that's like the game they chose. That's all right. What bothered me was they were like, I wish I could have spoken about like Tainted Grail, but Tainted oh. Grail, that's so much love. That's not hipster. They, they want it. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm. You two are hipsters just like me. So I, you get it. You get it. <laughs> yeah. You can't talk about Tainted Grail and something like Montreal, this. Montreal. People from Montreal are not hipsters. That's clearly what it is. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about pandemic on this list. No. <laughs> oh, pandemic legacy. No, they want they want to talk about Arnak and Dune Imperium, and I nixed those because I because I knew they were gonna win. Like I'm like, yeah, that like even I want them to win, so I'm removing them. That's what I do. And the, those themes, that, those themes, in my opinion, are not hipstery enough now. And you yeah. you said it's right. It's a hipster list. It is super hipster. Yeah. It up. Best of the rest, baby. All right, That's we'll why all of us are wearing glasses right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we no, well, we can all see twenty twenty vision, but we just Absolutely. wear glasses. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, if I, could... I actually do have twenty twenty vision. This is just for computers. Yeah. 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 If I could have twenty twenty vision, and like I I've got like negative twenty twenty vision. Like <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Oh. He needs all of so our glasses bad. actually. Here, please. What about you, Melissa? What is your What are you voting off? It is hilarious because I had the exact 
same mentality as Justin. That's awesome. Which rarely happens, but it does sometimes happen because we are related, I guess. <laughs> I'm voting off Castles of Tuscany what, oh. mostly because... I, I'm not a huge Steffenfeld fan. I've only liked one of the games that I've played, and that is Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, whatever we want to call it. And Castles of Burgundy, it was funny because you were like, oh yeah, this one is like the more streamlined version or whatever. And Castles of Burgundy for me already felt pretty simple. Oh. And I was like, whatever. Like this game, I don't know. I'm done with the Browns. And, <laughs> and, and, and like, I don't know hands and beiges and everything like step and fell please step it up okay <laughs> i want color and i want theme <laughs> so i'm done so yes castles of tuscany i am totally voting off but Fair. i also thought about aeon's end oh for a couple hey. of reasons one <laughs> i was like aeon's end has too much going on they, they they've got so many games of aeon's end like i wouldn't even know where to begin there, there's a problem with that i think but also, I felt the same way. Like, the people who picked it didn't even... It, it felt like they didn't want to pick it. <laughs> um, exactly. like they didn't like it enough. So, All right. All right. Fair. I'm going with Castles of Tuscany because Aeon's End actually does sound really cool. Yeah. Unlike Castles of Tuscany. I mean, Aeon's... Okay, so I, on your point that Aeon's... <laughs> on your point of Aeon's End, it has a lot going on. I completely agree. There is so many games of it, and then, like... Every game has, like, six characters plus, like, I think, like, six bosses usually. Yeah. And although I will give it credit because a lot of them, they have a story element to it. You get it to the table more often than other games. And then on the Steffen Feld note, yes. I mean, it's a Euro game, so, you know, it's not going to have a lot of pizzazz in it. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. put a lot of production value. <laughs> I, love, I love Euro games. Like... <laughs> Uwe Rosenberg, who's got pizzazz, baby, in yeah. those games. Yeah. Predaporter, pizzazz. Yeah, Predaporter does have pizzazz. That's true. Okay, Steffenfeld, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go cry in the water now. <laughs> See, oh, I, I, we should have you know picked our other game I that think... I wanted to pick. Oh, well, we can, we can talk about that after. We can talk about yeah. that after. But I think our game's going to get voted off, which I actually... Well, I'll talk about my pick in a second, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. What is, your, what is your pick, John? Damn, I, I, don't, I still don't even know. But I think I think my vote was going to be Aeon's End. Uh, is that your Outcast, vote? Yeah. Okay. That's the one I was... Out of the, all the games we played, I feel like that's the one I, I I was looking forward to playing the most, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Okay. And I know we didn't play, like, all through the entire series of the game but yeah it's just like didn't it didn't sit it didn't hit that home run that i was kind of hoping it would because uh, i know i know you like you know ants and legacy and stuff like that so you kind of got that little bit of hype for me but yeah i just felt that game was was okay wow yeah you just like, stuck a knife yeah. in my heart right there sorry <laughs> it, it does suck when it, you really have high expectations yeah. for a game and yeah. it doesn't meet that it sucks yeah or movies or anything that yeah time. exactly life oh, life, yeah, life. <laughs> <laughs> every day okay well this is interesting because there is a there's gonna be a tie all right Ooh. two so right now castles of tuscany has two votes to be removed aeon's end has two votes to be removed and then merv got one vote and fort got one vote so everything actually almost got voted for except for rally man GT in this case. Hey. Congratulations! <laughs> I know what I'm voting next. That's insane. Week. <laughs> yeah, next week we're just voting off Rally Man. We're gonna be like, no, no, no. no. You need to change your vote, Rally yeah. Man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
It's got to win, baby. That's room 51. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I have the tiebreaker on Anne's end and Castle of Tuscany because it's my show and I decided that in the rules last week. That's so, fair. That's fair. Um, I'm actually going to vote off our game. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to vote off oh. Castles of Tuscany. Yeah. I am. Wow. Yeah. Because of the... Shockers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a twist. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I'd rather, rather see other people's games move on than ours. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. fair. Oh, so yeah. you're being noble. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the high road. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a ploy. <laughs> This is a uh, <laughs> all right am i done working here that then like i'm done now right no you're not done dude you gotta I'm vote everything i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right so how do we feel about castles okay so hold on Let's wait, wait i want to know who voted for what okay we know who voted for castles of tuscany room 51 clearly yeah we invite them on the show and then they they kick our game off that's okay that's fine <laughs> that's that's the perfect first yeah it'll make all the this. other votes easier for us um but so who do you, well, actually, you know what? Who do you think voted off Aeon's End? I would say Bridge City Board Gamers. No, that's, that's wrong. What about Room 51? I know you don't know the people as well, but maybe you can throw a guess out there. Who voted off Aeon's End? The people that retorted Aeon's End? No, no. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they sounded like they hated it. <laughs> I honestly, I, I would not oh, know. It's the Fort people. It's the people that retorted Fort. Yes, you really? got it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Nice, nice. And then Merv was voted off by... Some just throw it out there. What do you think? Oh, Dyson Dragons. Yep, Dyson Dragons. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, Bridge City Board Gamers chose Fort. Okay. So there you go. I like how like almost everything got a vote. That's kind of cool. I like it. Except yeah. for our game. Not round on GT. We're pick. So it's clearly a good pick. So uh, on that note, so our game got voted off. So Joe... Tell them the game that you wanted to put on that I that I denied. I was I was gonna pick Gods of Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, not hipster enough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs. Come on, it's like child's play, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Anything from Pandasaurus games done. Yeah. <laughs> too popular yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> too mainstream i only play indie games self-published stuff you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only, yeah i only play my own games but i don't play with anybody yeah. because then, yeah it's, you know, it's too popular if that's yeah <laughs> all right i didn't get it <laughs> so thoughts on castles of tuscany being voted off everyone what do you what do you all how do you all feel i'm fine with I it i feel great yeah <laughs> I'll be honest, if I knew, I feel like if somebody told me, oh, your vote with, would either take off Tassels of Tuscany or Aeon's End, I feel like I probably would have voted for Aeon's End, so I feel kind of bad. No. Don't feel bad, Justin. It's, it's all okay. part of the war. Yeah. 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 yeah There'll only be one true. standing after this, and it's not going to yeah. be Castles. It's not going to be the Castles of Tuscany. They've toppled right. over on this show. Honestly, Castles of Tuscany wasn't even hipster enough. No, it, it was pretty mainstream, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to have to veto everything here. <laughs> it didn't get that much love, though, and I feel like that is it's eventually at least going to be hipstery because it did not get that much yeah, love. Yeah, I think Burgundy will stick around, but Tuscany will not. 
Yeah. The thing I really liked about Tuscany was that I felt like I could, it was easier to explain and play with a lot of people. Melissa, you were saying Burgundy doesn't have as many rules, but I actually felt there was a ton of rules of Burgundy because I'm like, every color has a different thing you have to do. While in Tuscany, like the, they had a code. I mean, I think they have a code in Burgundy too, but it was just very straightforward yeah. on how to play the game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, it, it's like, like, just think of it as like, take away all the random dice rolls and add in like set collection cards. And then it, it's basically the same game but it could play it plays quicker it plays within like an hour which is awesome burgundy could take like like two hours yeah yeah i like that but i I like the dice chucking aspect a lot i do enjoy the dice (laughs) you you did say you like chucking dice in in your in your review yeah yeah i mean rally man gt baby (laughs) (laughs) all right so castle tuscany is off so that leaves rally man gt fort Aeon's and Outcast and Merv. Wow. That's, that's going to be some uh, tough games to devote off. Yeah, I actually week. thought it was really hard to vote off any game. Yeah. So kudos mm-hmm. to the first game being voted off. All right. So stick around for some chat with Room 51, or you could tune in next Friday to hear what next game gets eliminated from that list. And now this, I'm going to flip the tables on you two. Is there something you want to talk about? Something specific to Random talk about. Random topic? Hmm. I played Flem Rouge recently and really enjoyed it. How do you guys feel about racing games? Because I really enjoy them. I love Rallyman. Off off topic, I really love Rallyman GT. I like love yeah, it. Yeah. I I think the game is phenomenal, and it's and yeah. it's even easier to teach than Castles of Tuscany. I can say that right now. <laughs> but when you read the wow. ru- <laughs> but when you read the rules of Rallyman GT, it could be a little bit confusing. Yeah, because, because you know, like everything has like there's a lot of rules, but there isn't. You know, yeah, you exactly. Flow, it's pretty, One of those. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a wingspan. I know if you played wingspan, like the rule book is like, what am I reading? I feel like I'm reading a novel. Yeah. But the game is actually <laughs> like, you can only do four things. Yeah. 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 Do those four yeah. things, you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw a thing today that, or yesterday, a content creator is like, I'm gonna get murdered for this, but I think Mary Postos is better than Wingspan. Oh, I disagree. And uh, he, <laughs> they they gave a good argument. I was like, I feel like I should play that game again. I disagree 100. percent And go. I want to try that now. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I have not played that. We Are they actually it. that similar to like compare them? No, they're just no. created by the same person. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, okay. think, I think maybe Mariposas could be easier to play because there's less pieces or less components. In Wingspan, every card has like something you have to read. Yeah. Right? Which which is like, you know, I think both of you are magic people. You know, it's like magic. Mm. Every card yeah. has something you have to read. So there's like a million things that are popping. Uh, right. So you have to keep track of a million things. And if you're not good at keeping yeah. track of a million things, then you're going to hate the game. Yeah. Okay. I definitely feel though like Wingspan does make it pretty easy for you in the sense of like, what's going to pop off? You know exactly. Like, you get to follow along with it it's not one of those tricky things of like a magic where you know you have to remember oh i have this one creature that says if i gain if i gain a health then destroy two creatures and then this one says oh if i destroy two creatures i gain a health and then trade a clone and i have infinite clones now and you have to forfeit yeah yeah Yeah. it is nice in wingspan where it's like this train effect where it's like okay i'm just going through the cards it tells me what i have to do Uh, even if i've forgotten about it it's like oh cool i have that ability 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And well, we actually played it the other week. And one of the issues we had was like, I don't know, I guess I'm just not good at the strategy right away. But I didn't, ex- maybe I didn't explain the rules properly. But the person, one of the people who was very new playing, they didn't take any birds with a triggered ability. Mm-hmm. So they uh, were just like from the beginning. So they basically just started cheating. Because <laughs> they were angry. Yeah. Content creator said that he has like analysis paralysis that slows the game down for him. Oh, with uh, the wingspan. wingspan. Yeah. Yeah. We have yes. played with that. Yes. We have played with that. It is a problem because we were at five players and Terrible. it was a f- so full player count with multiple people with AP oh, and man. the game took over three hours, I think. Whoa. Yeah. We even, we streamed this live with We Game Together and that also took over three hours. Wow. That one did that take four a while. Yeah. I will never play that game with more than three people ever again. I just won't. <laughs> I feel like there's not enough in that game for me to play for three hours. Yeah, it is that I agree with that. It needs to, it's a game that really shines when it takes two hours to play. Honestly, I wish that game would take like an hour. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's also one thing I don't like too. There's a million birds, but you don't Mm -hmm. see a million, you don't get through a million birds in your game. You may be like, I think we only got through 50 of the 250 or something like that. I like that. I think it adds to like the variability. Okay. Like, oh, this cool new bird that I haven't seen. And I keep playing again and again. I I like the feeling of when I play a Denver second or third time, I'm not seeing the same birds. Yeah. Because that is something that, like, for example, baseball highlights, I really want expansions for baseball Mm -hmm. highlights because every time we play now, it feels like, oh, I've played with this guy already. Oh, I've yeah. and it, it's a lot of fun when you get to feel like, oh, I've never played with this guy or this guy. Or this guy. Like, it really feels like, wow, I haven't played with any of these people before. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I enjoy that feeling. Okay. I like I, that opinion. Nice. I like that opinion. Yeah. It's wrong opinion, but not Yeah. No, it's it's not, not wrong, dude. Like, you're wrong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's completely, it's completely right opinion. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like I wish I knew more of the bird. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of like one of those collector people. I like to know what every card does before I go in for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love so I like, I think that's what I love about Keyforge, where it's like I don't know what's gonna happen with my deck. You know, yeah, like that's I, true. I'll play that deck totally yeah. blindly. Like I won't even look through the cards. Sometimes I'm like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I think Keyforge needs more love because it is kind of oh, like what Magic sure. should have been, right? Like with mm, you know, random. Mm-hmm. You get a deck, you just play with it. Like, why do I need yeah. to be collecting a million cards? Right. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. What Keyforge Magic is is so far <laughs> off from like it. It's not even. It's it's become its own hobby to such a far extent where people you know it's a lifestyle it, you, it really like <laughs> if you is. want ha, have you guys ever been in like the tournament scene in magic uh unfortunately yes but uh, i was yeah, very young okay. i was very young i might have been like 2001 we i was uh, attending tournaments at a local card shop how old were you about uh 15 okay so me and you have like the same life story there <laughs> Uh, it's exactly 14, 15, going to my local shop, dropping money on cards, yep. having no clue what I'm doing. Yep. Oh my, it was horrible. 
It was terrible. You, you, know, you know what's crazy, though? I actually... So thank you for this. My wife will probably not thank you for this. But you mentioned magic on your stream once. I think it was two weeks ago from our recording date today. And so like I started looking up cards. And I was just getting like angry because I actually had all these... Like I had a lot of cards. I didn't have like... I didn't have like a Black Lotus. But right. I came in and I had like... I had Time Twister, which was... Mm -hmm. I got for 10 bucks. I got for oh, 10 bucks. I looked it up. $13,000. I'm like, this oh card, God. this POS <laughs> card that I had sitting in a plastic. Could have funded your use. bathroom reno. No, it's like, it's like two bathroom renos. Yeah. It's like two bathroom <laughs> renos. My addition on my house. Yeah. It's insane. I had like, and then I had a time walk, like the original time walk, but it was from, it was the white bordered again, like $7,000. Uh, yeah. like, I'm like, I bought this. It was banned at the time. So I uh -huh. got it for like five bucks because people like, oh, oh I yeah. can't use this. So I'm just going to toss it out. And I'm like, oh, I'll take yeah. that card. Sweet. And then I yeah. just didn't keep it because I'm like, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I don't need to keep any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, oh, you man. keep everything. I'm a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> everything. When it comes to magic, it paid off, man. It really yeah. paid off for some people. But so many people have those stories where it's like, you're, you're kidding me. That That's how much that card's worth? Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe uh, yeah. it. Yeah. And no one no one really knew us at the time that lands would become the value that oh. they are. But he oh, had oh, he yeah. had all the he had all the dual lands. All of them. He had a whole collection oh, yeah. oh. and a binder, which I think we calculated it. it. It was like two grand when he had it. But that thing is like probably ridiculous. Oh, it's probably man. like hundred hundred grand. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a hundred grand, but I don't actually know. Is that Kevin? No, that's what's uh, great Dan. about that too, with lands, they're very like they're one of the easiest things to sell. Yeah. Because, you know, like people are going to need that land in multiple decks. It's not like, oh, this one deck uses that specific card. It's like, no, no, no. Plenty of decks are using those lands. So those are easier to sell too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> four Gaia's, because we also played during Urza's Saga, Urza's, Urza's Legacy, and he had four, okay. four Gaia's Cradle. At the time it was $40 each, and we're like, wow, that's expensive. Now they're like two grand each or something. I'm like, this is right. just bananas. Like, all right. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. I went down like a whole rabbit hole of like looking up my old cards. And I was just like, oh man, should I buy some? And I'm like, no, no <laughs> I should not. I, I can't do it either. <laughs> Uh, what happens when you watch Room 51? You become like really depressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so watch it's our show. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Your show's awesome. <laughs> so is yours. Kind of. Kind of. Not just kidding. It's great. All right. Th thank you, Justin and Melissa, for joining us today and for taking part in this. We really appreciate it. Matt literally did all the work. I am a participant along with everyone else. So thank you, Matthew. So where can everyone find you again? We are on Twitch at Room 51 Live, where we stream all things board gaming. We're on YouTube at Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. And then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are This Is Room 51. Yeah, and thank you, thank you again yeah. so much for having us. I know how much effort it is to like yes. put something like this together. So kudos to you for undertaking such a task. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much thank for you. having us. Thank you for really thank you for agreeing to do this with me. I had a blast, and I love having you two on the show. So you're always welcome. Yeah, on. yeah absolutely. Yeah. We gotta thank get you, you on our show again. We gotta. Yeah, do we do. Yeah, for, for sure. Anytime, sure. wherever you want, we'll do it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow along with us on your favorite streaming platform. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, and on our website, Friday Night.games. Again, I'm John. And I'm Matt. And it's Friday night, so let's have some fun.